from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. Hello everyone and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network, a Star Wars books podcast for people who like to chant, quack, 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 to intimidate our enemies, where we celebrate our rich EU history, as well as dive into lesser known Star Wars classic science here at Maze, joined by one of my legendary co-hosts tonight, or is it, is he wearing an Ooglyph masker? You'll never know. Or is it Rick Rice? Hey, and thank you for the Mighty Ducks reference. That was good. Um, well, I know you're a hockey guy. That's right. Uh, and also, you know what else I love would be our intro video. So much so that I had to play it through a second time. Just like one and a half times. Yeah. I'm not ready to commit to it fully, but, yeah, you know. It's good stuff. Good stuff. It's good to <laughs> good be back. Enough. Hopefully we get the rust shaken off pretty soon. Yeah, and there there are rumors out there. Rumors that a Wild Freddy might appear during the show other rumors that he's trying to secure a multi-million dollar deal because there's, there's that Freddie's a high roller like that and he says things like that to us and we're just like normal doesn't is, even phase us is Freddie Orlando uh well i mean he certainly is good a dresser as lando he's got that he, swagger well and he he's like the not that you don't rick but no no, uh, no i i don't <laughs> uh he's like the wild card who has the adventurous life with all these all these exotic hobbies and he knows guys everywhere and has all these he's lando man like he's traveled the world with he's the good qualities of lando you know yeah i mean i've never gambled against him never will right never will it is good to be back and in fact good to have good number of folks here with us live in the chat if you're listening on audio you're of course welcome to join us at 8 30 central time on the Utini Vault channel every other Tuesday night on YouTube. We'd love to have you here, just like our friend Heather, back from the dead like Naked Palps himself is Heather. Good to have Heather here with us tonight. Put a huge smile on my face to see Heather show up in the chat. Almost as big a smile on my face as uh, the smile I get every time I stare into the dark voids of the beautiful faces of the Yuzhan Vong. Beautiful. Because tonight, Rick, it is time. For us to finally, long have they waited. Mm. In fact, people have been clamoring for us to cover the new Jedi Order for mm. five years on five. Legends Look Back, and we've only been doing the show for four years. I mean, <laughs> that's how long they've been wanting us to cover this. Um, we've had guests secured to talk about some of these books literally since 2019. Wow. Since before you even knew what Legends Look Back was. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> well, I might have known what it was. I probably was a listener then, actually. Um, if it was, yeah, what year is this? That's about five years ago. Have you yeah, started? When did y'all start? Now. When did y'all start? Uh, fall of 19. Of 19, okay. Yeah, I was uh, a pretty pretty early adopter, but I didn't, I was not part of the community. I was just kind of in the shadows. Just a lurker. Hey, shout out to all the lurkers. That's right. <laughs> also, I, I had an issue because I only had read like maybe ah, seven Legends books. And so I can only catch a couple episodes that I listened to. Thankfully, the first few episodes were like the books that I'd read. Yeah. But it quickly got into spoiler territory. So yeah. I had to pick and choose. Hey, and I will say, we're, tonight we're going to talk, of course, about a general a vague intro to the New Jedi Order. We're going to keep this one spoiler-free next week, next uh, two weeks from now. Um, next <sighs> episode is going to be full spoilers for Vector Prime, which... Ugh. Um, we've really tried to shield you, Rick, over the last yeah, couple of years. I am very pleased and thankful and happy that you guys have shielded me. Yeah, I went into the New Jedi Order 
already knowing a lot of the spoilers. Hmm. Um, because I had dove, Dovin? No. Dovin Basils? That's a Dovin, thing, right? Dovin Basils, but not I, not... I had spent some time lurking down in the, 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 the trenches of the Wook. There are I depths. was spoiled. And yes. so I'm interested to hear your point of view. Tonight we're going to talk about the, the, the basics of the New Jedi Order, what you need to know, broad strokes, behind the scenes, as well as if you want to read the New Jedi Order, we're going to t- debate a little bit about what you need to read first as a primer. Uh, because there's been a ton of people asking us behind the scenes about, like, can I listen? Can I? Should I read the books with y'all? I want to, but how much do I need to read first? We're going to talk all about it here tonight. What do you say, Rick? Sounds good. Let's get into it. You want to play that video one more time? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. We'll pass this time. We'll save it for next week or the week after. Uh, let's face it, Rick. You know, tackling such a lengthy series isn't easy for a podcast like ours, right? I mean, right. how much prep, just a little bit behind the scenes here, how much prep have we had as a show talking about what it's going to take for us to be ready to read the New Jedi Order? I mean, you personally read how many books over the last year just mm. to get ready to read these books? Well, let's see. Um Probably read at least seven or eight full-length novels, and then all of Junior Jedi Knights, which is six tiny books. Um, that's a that's quite, a hefty amount. Quite a bit, yeah. Uh, which I, I read some things, but um, still, it was a lot. It was, it was good, and, I, and not I, even all of those are books that we covered on the show, right? And more that uh, I'm sure I could have read uh, that we'll talk about as well. Absolutely. So there's a lot that's gone into this. Uh, we have been really trying to build up for maybe six, eight months. What would it take for us to be able to start and cover the New Jedi Order It's in its entirety? And so the plan on how we're going to cover this, if you're listening with us, um, wanting to follow along at home, you're trying to get in your homework and you know read along, um, the basic plan is going to be we're going to try to cover this, the entire series, 19 books in a year. Here's the problem. Yeah, well. That's difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that is. I think, Rick, it's going to take a year and a month or two. All right. So what we're going to do along the way is there's a number of uh, duologies. Yeah. We're going to cover those as single episodes. Oh, boy. Yeah. So look at everybody. Zoom in on Rick. Rick, can you uh, cut yourself to the one? Everybody look at Rick panic here for a second. As... <laughs> oh, <laughs> he tries boy. He to how he can get all these books I'm thinking, read. I read 26 books, I think, last year. And that was including like books that weren't fiction, and most of the fiction were Star Wars. So like yeah. all of my reading this year is going to be New Jedi Order, basically. Well, you're going to love it. It's going to be great. <laughs> I will say it's got at least a handful of moments that are, without a doubt, some of the greatest moments ever achieved in the entirety of Star Wars in nice. any medium, Legends or canon. But it, it takes a serious investment to get there. So let's talk about that investment. By the way, the look on Rick's face really looks like Rick when I first met him. Freshman mm. year of college, sleepless and panicky, trying yeah. to figure out how he's going to get it all done in time. Yeah, and I still didn't figure it out. It took five years to graduate, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was uh, gone by that point. so That's um, true. You were like three, three years, two and a half? What three was and it? a half. Three and a three half. half. Yeah. I would have I mean, stayed longer. I was like looking at taking some extra electives just for fun because I was enjoying college. And yep. then I saw how much it was going to cost just to yeah. like, goof off for another semester. And I went ahead and put on that cap and ground and uh, cap and gown and got out of there. And I <laughs> added a major and graduated three majors. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and now I'm paying for it for the rest of my life. Major. But you know, yeah, major grace. Yeah. All right. So, hey, <laughs> what are you most excited about when it comes to our deep dive into the new Jedi Order? What are you excited about and what are you nervous about? 
Hmm. Other than, you know, the investment, the length of the books. I mean, yeah. Uh, so I've, I've just read Vector Prime, and we'll get to that in our next episode. But it takes some risks. And so this was the first time in a while that I really... I really didn't know. I still don't know where they're going with the plot. And so I'm excited about completely unknown movements, you know, and uh, new, new species, new characters, new conflicts that are kind of unexplored, even though as a Trek fan, some of these are kind of, kind of old hat. But anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's what about you? What are you, what are you excited about? Of the series is that the, it's a little bit more like Star Trek than it is Star Wars. So I'm interested to hear your point of view. Cause I don't know. I have never tried Star Trek, though I'm a little bit open to it. This much, hey, this much open to it. I will accept. There's some great stuff out there. Yeah. So uh, personally, I am excited because this is a reread for me. Um, I got about halfway through Vector Prime today. Um, I'm excited about the Jedi on Jedi relationships, the intricacies of the like master and apprentice friendships. And then some of the like Jedi rivalries along the way, Anakin and and Jason have uh, some really like philosophical, ideological debates, which you're gonna love. Yeah, just right up your alley. Cool. Um, you've got Kip Duran being an absolute <laughs> Chad, which is so enjoyable. Uh, is it though? <laughs> oh, I love it. He's so incredibly like. Love to hate him. That kind of a uh, feeling. If you thought Corrin Horn was bad. <laughs> Corrin Horn, great in the New Jedi Order. Interesting. Corrin Horn comes off uh, did, like uh, an, like the, the coolest guy in the galaxy compared to where, where they take Kip. So, man. I'm excited about the Jedi stuff. I'm kind of dreading the tremendous amount of Yuzhan Vong lore. Though, to be honest, I might skim some of that this time around. Dude, because I'm really excited about it. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'm I'm excited for that. I love world building and it's it's fascinating. Um like that was what I was highlighting. My first first read of this first book was all of the the lore that's being introduced for the first time. Yeah. So I can go back and find it and reference it. But uh yeah, I'm excited. There's a ton of lore. There's there's a whole cast system. Um oh man, it's intense. Actually, today I found uh, Rick, cut away from me for a second while I stand up because I want folks to see me in my gym shorts. Um, they are gym shorts. Nobody panic. All right. I found today this book on my shelf. I was doing a little bit of cleaning up around the studio because I'm snowed in. Oh, nice. <laughs> I found that I had the the New Jedi Order role-playing oh, source book. Nice. And it is full, absolutely full of Yuzhan Vong lore. Look at that awesome shot of Luke. Um, anyway, it, it's got some amazing stuff in here, and so it's a really good kind of cheat sheet to the Yuzhan Vong uh, technology and the vocabulary and the cast system. It's got tons of great artwork, too. Highly recommend it. Maybe I can do a show and tell in a future episode. Ooh. So, See, those are the kind of books that I still collect and I'm really excited to find in the wild. So, yeah. Way to go, man. That's cool. It's on your shelf. All of those, but I do collect ones that are like key you know, key pieces. I've got like the Thrawn trilogy, Dark Empire. This one, there's a Kotor one out there that I've had on my wish list for years, but I've never picked up. But hmm. anyway, that's beside the point. That's Trevor over there somewhere in Wales is drooling listening to me talking about this stuff. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. Let us know, listeners, what is it that you're excited about when it comes to either your your first time read through or reread of the New Jedi Order. 
Uh, and also, is there anything you're anything you're a bit uncertain of uh, the length of the series, or um, of course uh, the the tremendous amount of of Yuzhan Vong lore? Maybe you've heard some things, and um, <laughs> we'd love to hear. We'd love to hear. So, uh, Rick, broad strokes in a sentence or two. Based on what you understand, you've read what all of Vector Prime so far. Yeah. Um, without spoilers, what is the New Jedi Order? What's the premise? Oof. Um. So I was just thinking about that actually as we we're going live, uh, because the biggest thing in my mind is the Yuzhan Vong, um, this alien entity that has a major plot, plot, uh, you know, ma- majorly part of the plot, but. That's not the title of the series. It's not the the Yuzhan Vong, you know, right. verb. <laughs> um, well, instead... that was what Dark Horse was developing. They were developing a series called Invasion, okay. which they eventually made, which was a tie-in to this. But yeah, right. they wanted it to be about the invasion. But you're right. Yeah. That's not the, so, the title of what they went with. Yeah. The, the question mark at the beginning of the book is, um, or the, I guess the series is, how are we going to structure these new Jedi that have been trained up through the Academy and are all over the galaxy doing different pet projects and different things that they're passionate about. And so um, there's obviously this major conflict brewing that's going to be some major moving the plot and character developments along, but it's still, I think going to be quite a bit about um, the Jedi order and what that looks like in the future. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Luke realizing that the Jedi are getting a little bit out of hand. And he needs some kind of uh, a structure. There's a little bit of a schism developing between the Jedi, those who favor peacekeeping versus those who favor aggressive negotiations, um, <laughs> a.k.a. Kip Duran's uh, cult. And so um, we've got that that basic idea of, of passing the torch as well to the next generation of Jedi. So uh, for the first time outside of the young Jedi Knights, junior Jedi Knights, and some other real Legends hits like the Crystal Star, <laughs> you've got... Uh, the, the the passing of the torch to Jason, Jaina, and Anakin Solo. So it's a it's a it's a blend of Luke and Mara and Leia and mm-hmm. Han. You know, mm-hmm. taking center stage versus I'd say Jason, Jaina, and Anakin take fifty to sixty percent of um, the attention as protagonists in the series. Um, which was great, amazing that Legends could like birth these characters in books like the Thrawn trilogy, Dark Empire, and now they're gonna become full-fledged protagonists that's in a good point. themselves. That's awesome. Yeah, good point. I love the way that Skuma Joe describes it. Can we show this uh, yeah. This comment on screen? <laughs> the basic premise of the new Jedi Order is this. Monk Jedi versus Cowboy Jedi. You'd love to see it. And Luke's stuck and in the middle. Luke's stuck in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I've got some great buzz here in the chat. Folks are excited about this. So uh, let's do a rundown of the books. I think we've got an image for this. Let's, let's do a rundown of the books. Let's talk about the, the titles, the authors. Um, what exactly comprises the new Jedi Order? Sometimes when I'm trying to fall asleep at night, I just try to see if I can remember every single Legends <laughs> book title in order. Oh, man. And I typically fall asleep around Remnant. Anyway. Here we go. Um, Rick, why don't you take the first half of these, and then I'll, I'll sure. pick up the slack somewhere, wherever you stop. All right. So first one, Vector Prime by R.A. Salvatore. Number two, Dark Tide Onslaught. And number three, Dark Tide Ruin by friend of the show, Michael A. Stackpole. Friend of the show, no big deal. Hey, he's pretty pretty cool guy. Pretty cool. Uh, then there's Agents of Chaos, Heroes Trial, and Agents of Chaos, Jedi Eclipse by James Lucino. That's pretty cool. awesome. 
Yeah, that one guy. He did some some books. Um, and then uh, Balance Point by Kathy Tires, Edge of Victory Conquest and Edge of Victory Rebirth by Greg K- Keys. I can't read, apparently. Uh, Star by Star by Troy Denning. And boy, is that a big book. Um, yeah. And then Whopper. Double Dark, Whopper. The Double Whopper, yeah. Double Journey by Elaine Cunningham. You Tag. said Double Journey. Dark journey. <laughs> Dark Double journey. Whopper journey. Double Whopper journey. Dark journey by Elaine Cunningham. Well, that book sounds ominous. It's wild, man. I can't wait for you to read it. Cool. <laughs> this is exciting. I'm so happy about this. <sighs> it's great. Notorious for being a pink Star Wars book. Straight up pink. Mm, okay. I bought that in a grocery store. Man, gotta love the <laughs> early 2000s. Oh, and man. you could smoke in the grocery store. What could smoke cigarettes in the grocery store? Yeah, is that Oklahoma or Arkansas? Oklahoma. Never had that. <laughs> I remember. I remember smoking in restaurants, but that was it. <laughs> All right, I'll pick up the slack from here. I'm gonna see if I can do it with my eyes closed. If I can just uh, not look at the show notes and get these in order. All right. So you did Dark Journey. Um, picking up the slack from here, we've got uh, the the Austin duology: Enemy Lines, R- Enemy Lines, Rebel Dream, and Rebel Stand. Did I get those mm. in order? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so at this point, the chronology gets a little iffy because you could technically read several different books in a different order hmm. immediately after the events of Star by Stars. So you had Dark Journey. You got the Alston books, which are kind of like Wraith Squadron books huh. in a way, which is neat. I'm stalling out here. I'm only two books in. Oh, Traitor by Matthew Stover. All right, I had to cheat. I looked at it. Ah. Followed by Destiny's Way by John Walter Williams. Um, the Force Heretic Trilogy, which the first of those Force Heretic books, Remnant, has, for my money, one of the greatest Star Wars covers of all time. Um, it's a very kind of abstract Luke and Mara dueling mm. a Yuzhan Vong, which is mm-hmm. sick. Um, so that one, that series, the, tr- the trilogy is is Remnant, Refugee, and R- Reunion. Yeah, go. I got to look at the notes now. <laughs> uh, finally, we've got the penultimate book, The Final Prophecy by Greg Keyes, culminating with The Unifying Force by James Lucino. You know, amazingly, only only five out of these 19 in a weird marketing move. Did you know this, Rick? Hmm. I think you do because you, you collect the hardcovers. Only five <laughs> out of these 19 were published as hardcovers for general consumption, all the rest were released as paperbacks first, and then, and then as uh, uh, you, uh, SFBC, sci- yeah, book sci-fi book, book club editions. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that. That explains why the hunt has been so frustrating. So I'm actually <laughs> glad that I know that now. <laughs> oh, and I've got an extra copy of a hardcover of the Enemy Lines duology. So when we get to those mm. here in a couple months, we'll do a giveaway. Okay, show. so are the duologies only hardcover in SFBC, or are they one of the five yeah. that had the uh, original? Right, so the, the five hardcovers are, and I'd like to see if somebody will try this along at home. One of our listeners doesn't want to bite off 19 books. Just read the five hardcovers and let us know <laughs> what your experience is like, because I would, I would love to hear somebody's opinion if they only read five out of 19 of these books. Interesting, um, yeah. The, the, hard, the hardcovers are, I'm looking at my shelves, we got Victor Prime, Balance Point, Destiny's Way. I'm missing one. Oh, Star Star by Star, and then the Unifying Force. Hmm. Yeah, which 
Trader is widely regarded as one of the best Star Wars books ever written. So it's crazy that you would not get that one. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I would love to see if somebody wants to take up that challenge and read those five and those five alone. Let us know. So, hey, let's talk about these covers here for a second before we move on. I mentioned my favorite is Force Heretic Refugee. Which of these 19 covers is your favorite, Rick? Man, so I haven't had the uh, the time to really marinate in all of them. <laughs> uh, but Oh, you will. You're going to spend some quality <clears throat> yeah, time with these bad boys. Uh, off, like, just instantly I'm drawn to uh, the enemy line duology. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rebel Stand, Rebel Dream. Rebel, Rebel Dream, because it looks like that's Wedge, maybe? I can't tell. Or is that Corrin? Uh, we need a Photoshop of Rick in his uh, Jedi Luke, redneck Jedi Luke. Ask and it will costume. be will be done. Yes, <laughs> on the Rebel Dream cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's marinate and put some chives on it. Skuma Joe says. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I made the Yulisia mistake again last episode. <laughs> because one of these that's not on the list, it's not an actual full-fledged novel oh, that's it's a, right it's a novella. novella it's called Elysia, which i've never read in its entirety i started it once dnf so i'm gonna pick Oof. that one up again this time so around it does have a sick sick cover like i like that that cover art yeah um anyway um man i don't know something about trader is is drawing my attention to with maybe it's the angsty look i don't know Trader and Dark Journey have been dragged online for being terrible covers. What? Um, this is the first era after Drew Struzan retired from doing Star Wars book covers. Hmm. So this was like the, really getting into, especially if you go and look at like the early to mid-2000s Clone Wars novels, really getting into the floating heads um, era, the Photoshop covers kind of thing. So... Um, I'd like to see maybe we can host like a fan cover redesign contest for Trader. That'd be cool. So hmm. we'll wait until we get there. Rick's up to something. I see him smirking behind the scenes. So. Oh, I was just I was just paying attention to the close up of my uh, Vector Prime. Just how '90s it feels. Vector Prime uh, might be the ugliest cover ever made for any book ever for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it's, not it's... that it's a bad cover. It's just uh, cut to the one of that. Rick, hold that up for the yeah, folks to see. Yeah, it let me let me. Uh... What do you think it is? Yeoman Kara's face? Is it Nominor? I don't know. It might be Nominor. Nom, nom, <laughs> Nominor's missing an eye, so I think it's him. Uh, Ugh. Man, I hate it. And Luke. Yeah. What they, we got Luke with a ponytail over there? He's constipated or something. I can't <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. Oh, but hey, the back's got some cool stuff. Yeah, it does. Uh, next week, next episode, we're going to show off the full cover yeah. spread, which is actually pretty cool. I've sourced the original artwork. Nice. Um, so th- there's some cool stuff for us to talk about. So those are the books. Um, let us know online, of course, in the comments, wherever you're watching this or listening, which of the 19 New Jedi Order covers is your favorite. Um, but, Rick, you know, when I first started reading these, I'd read a lot of uh, online fan reception where people were dragging these books. They were saying that like, this series is terrible, it's way too sci-fi, too much like Star Trek. I hate these, they ruined Star Wars. I went in with a very negative initial impression. Since hmm. then, I've heard from a lot of folks that these are some of their very favorite Star Wars books ever. Trevor, Frank, uh, some other Utini team members absolutely think they are among the greatest ever written. What about you, Rick? What was your initial impression of these going into reading these for the first time? Uh, again, so far only one book. Uh, and I had, I don't know, I, I was pretty neutral other than just daunting. It's 19 books. Um, 
but I really liked it. Like it had some some really fun moments, and like, I want to know you, what happens next. But what had you heard going in? Like what was the buzz? What was your impression before ever reading a, a, a word? The buzz was the Yuzhan, Yuzhan Vong. I'd heard about um, their special connection to the Force, and uh, I was curious about that. Um, I knew that. Well, based on okay, so. We, you and I had talked, and there's there's Utini articles about you know what you should read before the NJO, yeah, and I, I know <laughs> it's you know it's decent I guess, but uh, anyway, no, it's been really helpful. Uh, and so, based on what you chose, kind of gave me some clues as to what was going to be important. I mean, uh, not not too much of a spoiler, but like Jason, Jaina, and Anakin, like they're going to have a, a pretty significant role, um, and then Luke and Mara. Um, their relationship. I, I still don't know what's going to happen with some of those relationships, some of those characters. Yeah. There's a, a pretty big character move in the first book that I did not expect. Um, that baffles yeah. me. And that I'll, baffles me that you did not know. So I'm we'll talk about that talk next about week. That yeah. Next episode. Um, but hey, speaking of those character relationships, you know, there were some serious ship wars happening among the fandom mm. regarding Jaina in particular during the New Jedi Order. I mean, there were three, four, five different suitors, potential suitors for Jaina. And folks, like, these were the OG ship wars. I mean, folks were really, really tribalistic about who they saw Jaina with. And I can't wait for you to kind of pick your own side in this hmm. war. Okay. Is this going to be like the, what was the the Twilight? What are their names? Oh, Team Edward, Team Jacob. Team Jacob and Edward, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. is this going to be that, that kind of campy kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, 100%. So you've got uh, Jagfell on one side. Zek, if you've met Zek from the the Young Jedi Knights books, Zek on the other. And then Kip Duran is even. Get out of here. Hey, not just Kip Duran. Prince Iceholder shows up at one point. You know, <laughs> the one who tried to marry Leia in the courtship of Princess Leia uh. also tries to marry... <laughs> <laughs> daughter <laughs> because legends everybody yeah and that's man. gonna do it for legends look back thank yeah. you no, no, we got a little bit more to talk about uh. tonight and we've already got folks in the chat uh lining up on one side of the aisle here when it regards the jana ship one side yep oh yep. man so excited so hey let's talk about those yuzhan vong here a little mm -hmm. bit of a primer on who the yuzhan vong are and what we think about them so far so basically you know, just a handful of bullet points. On the one hand, they leave voids in the Force, making them undetectable by the Jedi. We'll talk more about, as we develop during the series, we learn more and more about uh, what that's like. We're going to learn about um, the fact that they despise any being who uses mechanical, technological innovations. Um, you know, just like uh, our parents, the boomers. Mm. Um, they instead prefer... I had to take a shot. I had to do it. That was good. Instead, they prefer biotechnology, homegrown ships made from asteroids, uh, wielding snake-like amphistaffs, like Moses, you know, to mm. combat the Jedi's lightsabers. Also, they the more I describe them, the more they kind of sound like essential oils people. <laughs> Well-placed jab. <laughs> uh, also, amazingly... The Yuzhan Vong have a bit of fun backstory. Did you know any about any of this stuff before uh, before the show? I had heard about it somewhere. Maybe it was from your Legends Con interviews, but some somewhere I heard about some of this. Uh, you want me to read this? Yeah, sure. All right. So um, 
So where did the name Yuzhan Vong come from? That's that's the question. Uh, so behind the scenes, they were initially known as the Adzikins, uh, then the Visivicians, and then the Yunin Vong. And, and this information comes from the, oh, what's that book called? The Essential Reader's Companion, as well ah, as... Ah, okay, okay. There's a, there's, a, there's a round robin interview printed in the back of the Unifying Force. Interesting. Um, plus some extra info on the on the book. So okay. That's where we're, those are our sources here. Okay. Uh, but the name Yuzon Vong itself, get this, was derived from a French Thai restaurant in New York City where several members of the planning team were eating. I love that so much. Uh, it it hurts. Like Yeah. So it started uh, off as Yunan Vong because that was an item on the menu. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then they Star Wars it up a bit. Yep, yep. Throw a Z in there. Mm. Okay, I, 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 can, I can deal with that. Yeah, early drafts of the aliens slated them to be tribalistic humans. Who This is cool. I love this. Who transformed themselves into dark-side, yellow-eyed zealots through ritual ritual tattooing. Wow. Um, it's the which, moral signaling of the early know, 2000s. I, there's so much moral signaling in this series, man. There's so uh. much, so much. So um, there's also some kind of <clears throat> iffy... Uh, there's some there's some iffy terrorism <laughs> like anti-terrorism early 2000s oh. Bush era kind of anti-Muslim stuff in this series that I uh, hmm. think is going to generate some good discussion on the show. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah, we got a great comment there from Skuma in the chat. What is it? Yuzhong uh, Vong are just Amish terrorists in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who achieve uh, galactic domination through essential oils. <laughs> So let's get uh, some more into the real world history into how this larger than life book series could come to fruition. You know, we've covered a handful of the the Bantam era books, what we call the Golden Age of Legends, and then the Star Wars books license switched from Bantam to Del Rey in 1999. And and if I remember correctly, there's actually a merger that happens in which case Bantam then gets bought by Del Rey. So you know, it just kind of is like. Some blurred lines there. Can we throw up maybe a different picture instead of this uh, creepy? No, creepy it's just gonna place? it's just gonna le- <laughs> loom over you the whole time. I just can't, can't keep looking at it, man. <laughs> uh, I think we've got some uh, some other uh, new Jedi Order pictures you could throw up. You know, so the books license shifts, and then the the, the creators said, "All right, going to this new era, we want a big shift. We want to do something different." You know, infamously, Timmy Z was given the opportunity to close out the Bantam era with what would become the Hand of Thrawn duology. We talked about those recently. Shelley Shapiro, then one of the architects of the series and editorial director at Delray, believed that the books had lost some of their stakes because the core characters were too safe. Um, therefore, they went into this with the premise that killing off a core Star Wars character was on the table for the development of the new Jedi Order. And there was a lot of debate about who it should be and why, and then George chimed in and <laughs> inserted, inserted his opinion uh, hmm. numerous times and continued to, to pivot where they thought the series should go. Wow. <clears throat> um, you know, what's crazy is this is a 19-book series, but there were more books originally slated for development. Do you know about any of this? Nope. Yeah, so tell the good folks uh, some of the other books that were originally lined up for publication that eventually hit the can. Yeah, so 10 books didn't make it that were initially slated. That's uh, bananas. That is crazy. Uh, so including another uh, 
Well, Dark Tide Siege by Michael Stackpole. Okay. So that's going to be a trilogy. Yeah. And then a whole new trilogy, the Nightfall trilogy. That's that's a really good name for a trilogy. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Like it's got some Batman y vibes, but I'm here for it. Um, then uh, th- that trilogy would have would have been Jedi Storm, Jedi Fire, and Jedi Blood. I gotta by... I gotta be honest with you, I'm drooling as you say those. Those names. are so good names, man. <laughs> let's let's find those those drafts and the the WikiLeaks somewhere, right? That's right. Somebody message Tom from Dillard. Yeah, that's right. Let's get it. The people need to know. Okay, please don't. Actually, that's just a joke. <laughs> uh, and so those three were going to be by Michael Jan Friedman, um, man. And more. Uh, but the question is, after 19 books, was that enough? Or do you think some of these should have come out? What do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm going to be honest. I think the series is too long as it is. Okay. <laughs> I think I think especially that the Force Heretic trilogy should have been one book. Hmm. I find that that one, especially near the end of the series, really, oh, is a drag. Um so I think that one could have been condensed. And I think there's a little bit too much Yuzhong Vong lore along the way. And I think they eventually learn from this and get into a really good rhythm in the next two series with nine book series with Legacy mm. of the Force and Fate of the Jedi. Um, they get three authors on each. So three authors doing three books apiece, a trilogy of trilogies. Trilogy of trilogies. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hallelujah. You know, see what I'm doing there? Um, so anyway. Huh. I, I don't know that we needed 29 books. Well, yeah, I would have liked for a nice round number. That would have been great. But <laughs> no, 19. <laughs> it's the most obnoxious thing in the world. Like, I'm going to count it. A, I'm going to count Elysia just so we have 20 and call it a day. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Make sure you call it Elysia. Elysia. Not what I Ure- called it. Uretha. On the last episode. <laughs> well, somebody uh, reminded me in the Discord that I had actually made that mistake twice in the history of the show. <laughs> Oh boy! Woo. So, yeah. So there's some really fun uh, behind-the-scenes info here. You know, controversially, Timmy Z was a detractor. Uh, he believes that killing off a core character strays away from the heart and identity of Star Wars. Though he also went on to say that he didn't actually read the series. <laughs> what? So shout out to shout out to the the man Tim Timothy Zahn himself. All right, so what's the story there? Was he like like hurt that he didn't get like didn't get to write him or cho- I, turned down the opportunity? Did he get his voice heard? Like, what's that's a great question. There's a full length documentary being made about the New Jedi Order from no the way. folks over at the Hollow Net. That says there was just a trailer for it a few days ago. Just to have the the full documentary coming out in 2024. So we're looking forward to we'll, we'll review that here on the channel. We'll do like a whole show about it. Sweet. Um, so hopefully they'll get into that if. Maybe somebody in the chat knows. I believe that Zahn was offered a slot in this. Right. And declined. And due to that initial premise that he did not want to kill off a core character. Didn't think that was Star Wars y. Hmm. Now, I, I could be wrong on that. I'm speculating a little bit. You know, interestingly, in our interview at Legends Con, I talked to Randy Stradley. Randy Stradley at Dark Horse spoke about his involvement. If you haven't listened to that, it's a short interview. You should go check it out. Uh, on the audio platforms, he was in on the initial development of the of the New Jedi Order with Dark Horse arriving with the initial premise it, that then Delray kind of poached. <laughs> uh, they were already drafting a plotline involving an extra galactic alien invasion. Hmm. 
He then alleges that the other creators took the idea in a direction that he and Dark Horse did not intend. Though eventually they would create the New Jedi Order tie-in comics called Invasion, which the other day we just got an announcement is getting its own um, Marvel hardcover omnibus collection with all of the Invasion series in one hardcover volume, which I am dying to get my hands on. So we'll cover that. We'll review those on the show sooner or later. You know, plot-wise, there were several early iterations that eventually uh, evolved into what would um, make publication. You want to talk about some of those? Uh, yeah. So um, one of these early ideas was that Luke commissions Jason, Jaina, and Anakin Solo to go on an epic quest on which Anakin is corrupted by a female Darksider, and they fall in love. But uh, the good old George Lucas insisted that Anakin Solo had to follow a distinctly different character arc from that of Anakin Skywalker, whose story was actively in development in the same time during the for the prequel trilogy, which is cool. Uh, and so more to come on that when we get to Star by Star. And a remnant of that idea ended up getting adapted into the Fate of the Jedi series. There's a young Jedi who falls in love with a Sith girl, and that's pretty juicy. Man, that sounds like an emo song right there. Fell in love with a girl. Yeah. She was a sister of the dark side. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. All right, I think uh, we got a little bit more here on the behind the <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing this is George Lucas insisting, but he also insisted that antagonists could not be dark side force users, which was the plan from the get-go. The in- invading aliens would be the ones who gave the original Sith their powers. Whoa. Those are some wild, wild ideas. What do you think about those? Huh. Which of those alternative plot pads would you have liked to have seen? Or do you think we arrived at the right one? Um, ooh, right now, where I'm at with my experience with these books, I would have liked to have known more about Sith lore. That sounds cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Time will tell. Ask me in a year from now after I've read 19 books and I'm an expert on the topic. <laughs> I think it's personally it's good that they took a break from Sith as the villains because then we can we can get back to them in Legacy of the Force, Fate of the Jedi, in the Legacy comics, in which case like it's time. All right, we just spent time with a totally different kind of villain. Let's get back to our bread and butter. Hey, and but I, I was thinking about this. I was cooking dinner, preparing for the show. Not dinner for cook. the show. Yeah, but I was I was thinking about... This whole like plot device of the Yuzong Vong who are invisible in the force and all that, it sounds like two elementary kids playing and like <laughs> playing superheroes. And it's like this one overpowered kid with all his superpowers, <laughs> and then this the, the bratty little kid saying, Yeah, well, my guy's invisible to all your powers. That's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. So <laughs> that's so good, man. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, and my sword is a snake. Yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it can it can stand up to lightsabers. That's right. It can fight. My snake can fight your lightsaber. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, mm. We got a great comment here from Skuma Joe in the chat. Skuma Joe always here with the behind the scenes information. The uh, the unofficial historian of Legends Look Back. Uh, says Zahn has said that he does not enjoy collaborating. He likes writing his own ideas. It's not confirmed, but believed that he was offered the Force Heretic books. That's why they're so chiss heavy. Well, spoiler, Skuma. 
I'll be but, honest with you. Okay. Forgot the chips were in that series. <laughs> <laughs> also, another great comment from our friend Heather. Shout out to Heather. Heather's a real one. She says, Nuh-uh, I have a shield. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you get me. <laughs> uh, Heather infamously was uh, on one of the earliest episodes of Legends Look Back, in which case we covered one of the worst Star Wars books ever written. <laughs> Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Uh-huh. So, shout out to that old school episode. I mean, unless you like that one, in which case, good for you. Keep on. Keep All right, on. We tease this at the thing. beginning of the episode here. What should folks read before the new Jedi Order? Uh, yeah, Heather says, don't say it. Don't say it. Um, uh. What should they read? <laughs> You've just gone down this journey, personally, Rick. You've tried mm-hmm. to prepare as much as possible. You didn't want to be left behind. You wanted to know as much as you could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just the other day was trying to convince our friend Jacob over at the Cosmic Force to join us, read alongside with us. He'd never read the New Jedi Order, in which case he got intimidated by the number of books he should read first and balked. You know, I bet it would be I, better if there was an even number. I I think that if you were you know kind of a Legends newbie, you've read maybe a handful of books, Thrawn trilogy, a couple others along the way. I do think that you can dive in with Vector Prime. Hmm. I think you can. Because it's a starting point of the series. But I think if you want to have the richest experience, you know, that there are some books that it would be good if you had read. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, pretty quickly at the beginning of the book, Luke is married to this Mara Jade. And if you had no clue who she was, you'd be really confused and would, I mean, maybe be curious about her story and, and that. So, yeah, I would say that, like, the the Zahn books, Thrawn trilogy, Hand of, Hand of Thrawn duology, at least those are, are essential for Luke and Mara's relationship and probably some other pieces. But um, yeah, maybe some other books as well. Yeah, Luke and Mara's relationship, that's a big one. However, like you can show up at this and just be like, all right, guess Luke got married. Yeah, <laughs> cool. All right. I mean, and it's hard. It's hard, I think, to avoid the ubiquitous name that is Mara Jade. I mean, she's sure. she's a part of most, I would say most Star Wars fans who have never even read Legends have at least the passing familiarity with who Revan is, Thrawn, and Mara Jade. Don't you think? Yeah, sure. At least passing. I mean, along the same lines, though, there too, like um, the Solo children, you know, like, yeah. oh, they had kids. Cool. Oh, and they're Jedis. That, that makes sense. You know, like, that was kind of a, I don't know. It's like like you said, you can get past it. It's just... It, it makes the experience richer uh, and, and more full whenever you uh, have all of that lore and all those stories kind of built in. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. So I, I've categorized these into three different categories, must-reads, should-reads, and could-reads. Uh, Skuma mm-hmm. Joe in the chat has said that there's there's a few that he would classify as absolute do-not-need-to-reads, and that might be a simpler way <laughs> of coming at this. <laughs> And he says the only ones that you really don't need to read are Crystal Star, Black Fleet Crisis, and he says something else, but it was so long ago that I've already lost it. Mm. Anyway, ju- just a few there. Just a few that he would say that you really don't need to read. Yeah, uh, Crystal Star and the Black Fleet Crisis. Those are the ones that he says you really don't need to read. I've classified these in three categories. One, uh, the must-reads, the Thrawn Trilogy. Uh, we've got a huge mission to Mirakur in this series that is like a big pivot point for the series. That piece of that in the Thrawn trilogy is pretty big. Thrawn also nice. introduces introduces Mara Jade 
Um, yeah. It also introduces, you know, the, the solo kids. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Man, and see, that's what I'm excited about, too, because I don't know all of these connective tissues. Like, I see some right. of the surface points, but other than that, I have no clue where we're going, so it's exciting. Yeah, I've also recommended Jedi Academy Trilogy, because that kind of uh, lays the groundwork for the new Jedi Order. Luke starts up an academy. Things do not go well. But nevertheless, you spend a lot of time with Kip Duran. Mm. Kip, big character in this series. I, Jedi, have included as a must-read, uh, though it's debatable. <laughs> it's debatable. But Corrin does uh, serve an important... Uh, role in the next two books we're about to read, the Stackpole books. Believe it or not, Stackpole ends up writing about Corrin Horn. What? <laughs> I know. But it's really satisfying, I think, if you go from his arc and the, the first four Rogue Squadron books into I, Jedi, and then, of course, into the New Jedi Order. And then the final two books I've classified as must-reads are the Hand of Thrawn duology, mostly for the Luke and Mara stuff. Hmm. After that... I've got a, a category called Should Reads. Now, the X-Wing series I've put here, I had not read all the X-Wing books before my initial read-through of the New Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. I had enough knowledge to know that Wedge and Tycho, they're both from the X-Wing books. I had read the first one as a kid. That's about it. Um, they come up a few times in the series. It's mostly like, all right, I guess we're going to get back in the cockpit, huh? Yeah, <laughs> just like the good old days. That's That's pretty much all they do. Which is satisfying if you've read those books. Okay. Now, here's a problem. The New Jedi Order spoils Wedges and Tycho's, uh, their relationships with their significant others, which mm-hmm. are developed heavily in the X-Wing books, including a book I don't think you've read yet, Rick. Mm. So there's a spoiler for you coming up. Well, I'll just, I'll just fit in another couple of books in my free time this year. Starfighters of Adumar. Okay. No oh, man. A little bit of, little bit of Wedge's love life relationship there, that's uh, spoiled in in the New Jedi Order. But does she die? I'm not going to say that right <laughs> now. Poor Wedge. Anyway, yeah, Wedge has a very tumultuous love life. But yep, I'll say Wedge gets some great moments in the New Jedi Order. Good. All right. What else? What else do we have as uh, as <clears throat> as should reads? Kind of the in between category. Like you, you can read them. You, you should. If you have time, but like you don't necessarily have to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Courtship of Princess Leia makes this list, which I still have not read. So apparently I should, but I haven't. Um, which is, I guess, uh, like you already mentioned, some of the characters from that book reappearing. Um, and then Young Jedi Knights one through six, uh, dealing, I'm guessing, with Jaina and Jason. Um, I haven't read those yet either. I really wanted to get to them, but I just didn't have time. Um, They're short. You can read about one a day if you're dedicated. Yeah, I don't think I got that time right now. And I'm so like obsessed with finding a way to listen to the audio of these books, and it's it's difficult. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So they're on the list of some should reads as well as the Junior Jedi Knights books. Which hey, I read those. Those are great. Love they them. were so much fun. Yeah, I I, I do want to read the Young Jedi Knights to see how they match tonally. But uh, I got like. Harry Potter at fantasy adventure vibes from yeah. junior Jedi Knights, which is awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, young Jedi Knights. I've only recommended the first six books as should reads. If you're just trying to get to the new Jedi order, um, because it really covers kind of a, a cohesive overarching plot of the, the young Jedi Knights, the Luke's Jedi Academy versus the shadow Academy, mm. which is the bad guys, dark side Academy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's glorious. And, 
I know, I know. But Zek is a p- pivotal character in that. Um, Zek then, of course, uh, appears in right. the, the New Jedi Order as well. Here's the deal. Their characterization, Jason and Jaina, their friends, Tenokal, Lobaka, is not really carried over in a one-to-one, in my opinion. I read a Young Jedi Knights book today and half of Vector Prime. Uh, I'm snowed in. I had plenty of time to read. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't think that the the New Jedi Order really carries over their characterization very faithfully from those books, and I think that's okay. Uh, I think the New Jedi Order does does more justice by their characters in some more interesting directions, for the most part, more more mature directions. Those books, it's basically like Jason likes animals and cracks jokes. Jaina <laughs> likes to fly ships and work on things mechanically. Lobaka also likes to work on things mechanically, gets caught up in a a, a racist cult. <laughs> but it's it's yeah, that's a that's a trip. Um mm. anyway, so it's a little bit one dimensional with their characterization. Mm. Though the hape stuff from Courtship of Princess Leia and the Young Jedi Knights book number four, Lightsabers, mm. um, that ends up coming into play in a pretty big way mm. in the new Jedi Order. But I think it's explained. And when you okay. get to it, they're like, listen, there's this consortium of planets. They've, they're led by a matriarchal ruler. Jason has the thing with their princess. I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know. Hmm. Okay. So you'll, so you'll be all right. And finally, that brings us to the Goodreads category. Shout out to Freddy. The first book on the Goodreads list is The Truce at Bakura. Mm-hmm. Have you read that one yet? No. I really want to, but I have not a chance. Um. You've pretty much been dictating my reading for the past two years, buddy. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I give you plenty of time. Hey, back in the... Where's Freddy? Back in the old days, we had like a book a week. I <laughs> uh, know. That's crazy. I I think yeah. I could I could do it on... I could, I could definitely be at that pace, but um, yeah. I, I work a mile away. I don't have a commute anymore like of any kind, so... Are you complaining about the fact that you only work a mile from your house? No. Well, I guess... Are you complaining I, about not having a commute? I was 100, 100 feet away, my last job, last house, so... Uh, <laughs> actually, Shout I have more to all the commuters. Now. That's right. But I just don't have time built into my schedule to just listen. So I, I find time. I make time to listen and read, but it's not... Anyway, I'm just... But your house there. is clean, man. You're no. always... Uh, no. Always listen to the audiobooks. You need an excuse to clean the house. I do the floors. dishes a lot. <laughs> Every night I do the dishes and uh, get some listening time in. <laughs> That's for sure. There you go. Well, there's just a few more here uh, on the Goodreads category. In my opinion, you're welcome to disagree with this. What else do we have, Rick? Yeah. Also on the list is Ambush at Corellia, Assault on Salonia, and Showdown at Centerpoint, which those are a trilogy, right? Yeah, the Corellia trilogy. The the trilogy's kind of long, not really all that important, though there is a plot point in this hmm. series that ties into that. Yeah. Yep. And then last on the list is Rogue Planet. Hmm. Yeah, somebody asked earlier, I think it was uh, Surfer Eddie, shout out to Eddie. He asked, oh, hey, are we going to talk about Rogue Planet? No, because we've got 19 books as it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I definitely think that it's a good tie-in if you're looking for like some prequel, a prequel book that's actually pretty good. Uh, that ties in in a significant way to the new Jedi Order. I won't say how quite yet. So, uh, which mm. of these, in your opinion so far, do you think is most essential, Rick? Uh, if somebody had to pick like one trilogy or one book. 
Yeah, I mean, it all goes back to the Thrawn trilogy. It sets up so much about the relationships for me and just what happened after the original trilogy of movies. Like, I think that's the most essential. Um, man, but I, you definitely put a lot of thought into this list. And so I can't really, I don't want to, I can't poke holes in the, the tiers. I think the tiers are, are correct. Um, I'd, I'd say I, that there's some here on. Someone here that are debatable, Young Jedi Knights could be more important, could be less important. Okay, I Jedi could go up or down as well. We just read and another uh, Survivor's Quest. Survivor's uh, Quest could go on the list, but it didn't. You just read that, right? Yeah, and so one of my questions from that book is, you know, what the Imperial Remnant from Thrawn, like, what are they doing with their, there's bigger problems in the galaxy that you don't know about. Like, is that going to come back in this? And looking at one of these pictures that you had... Oh yes, he's got is, images. Is this Paleon, Captain Paleon, over here? <gasps> it might be. I'm not uh, gonna say. Uh, or I guess Admiral Paleon now. Um, nice. You better believe it, man. You better believe it. Yeah. Huh. Oh, so he's so juicy in this series. Mm. Yeah, interesting. So there's more. Uh, yeah, Survivor's Quest, though, it, it kind of left some answers or some questions unanswered that I, I'm wondering if they connect. But again, I just don't know. I'm I'm having so much fun and this big, daunting, like, I'm standing on top of the diving board just barely diving in so far and uh, so much more. This is great. Oh, you were going to dive into so much Yuzhan Vong lore. Um, there's going to come a point in six months where you're going to say, get me out of the deep end. And oh, I'm going to push I you should... back under. I just thought of a great Halloween idea. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see it. Rick is the master of Halloween costumes. I'm going to scare the children. Uh, so, so we've got some uh, some great debate here about the books. Another one that I think uh, definitely deserves uh, an honorable mention is Crimson Empire 2. Uh, Surfer Eddie mentioned this just a little while ago, if we can find that comment. He said that, I forgot that Naminor appeared in Crimson Empire 2, getting ready for the new Jedi Order. So yeah, he's this like early emissary of this invading fleet. He's kind of uh, sowing dissent behind the scenes as a, as a shadow agent there. And so they took that character and then made him one of the main characters of the new Jedi Order, which is, uh, hmm. I really think they do some great character work with him. Though so... I pretty much hate his guts. Yeah, so was he pretty pretty like prominent in that, that series, or was he just mentioned? He's in it. Okay, he's in it. <laughs> All right, got it. But I love those little connective threads. They're fun. It is, yeah, for sure. So, hey, as we get ready to wrap up the show, one last quick question for all of our canon junkies out there. We've had an announcement of a Daisy Ridley New Jedi Order movie. Real quick, what do you think are the chances that we're ever going to see this movie? Number one. Mm. <laughs> and two, uh, do you think that it will in any form or fashion have any similarities to the New Jedi Order books? Um, I'm going to go with no on both accounts. I think yes for the first one, but it's going to be delayed and there's going to be 5,000 director changes. I just read an article about it getting traction and I read the whole article and then it said um, <laughs> movie release date to be determined. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I just uh, read an article today saying that the movie's probably not going to happen. Oh, man. Uh, so uh, maybe for the first one, for the second one, no, definitely not. Like, um, they'll take the name, obviously, but other than that, it's going to not be about these weird, creepy, um, masochist aliens with all this uh, organic technology. 
I think they could do something interesting with the central philosophical divide uh, where you've got a schism of Jedi, some who want to be peaceful and some who want to be proactive. True. I think you can develop that in interesting ways. Um, I think that you need uh, an established core of Jedi Masters in order to make it work. So I'd love to see a couple kind of like B or C tier Legends Jedi um, get a get a callback. Maybe Silgal would be a good one. Um, yeah. Everybody knows that I love Saba Sebatine, the <laughs> Leia's reptilian Jedi Master. She would be a cool one to pull in. So let us know, everybody. What do you think? We're we gonna get the movie. If so, what should they what should they adapt? I want to see Icarit. Icarit, yeah, shout out to Icarit. Icarit's <laughs> a real one, the little squirrel Jedi from the Junior Jedi Knights books. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a lot of reading to do. Boy, do we. Yep. So we're going to call it for tonight. A uh, little announcement here going forward. We're going to be doing Legends Look Back bi-weekly for the year because we've got a lot of reading to do, let's be honest. And we want to spend more time actually covering the books and less time on the in-between episodes. So we're going to be spending more time preparing for our roundtable episodes. Next episode of Legends Look Back uh, will be live streaming on January 30th, two Tuesdays from now, here on Utini, the Utini Vault YouTube channel. We'll be doing our Vector Prime roundtable. Also, keep your eyes peeled for the Star Wars archives. I'm going to be doing a guest spot soon on the Jedi Prince books, which are bananas. Hmm. Are those on your list, Rick? Not at the top of my list, but I'll put them on there. <laughs> good enough. Dude, I, gonna... there's so Go many good Legends books. I'm so excited to have, like, um, not even, I don't even think I'm a third of the way into Legends books. And there's so much more to explore, and I'm loving it. It's good stuff. Well, you'll be much deeper once you finish the That's new right. Jedi Order. That's right. That's the big hurdle. Yep. And I'm going to push you over it one cheek at a time, my friend. Oof. All right. <laughs> I don't know That's how comfortable I am with that, but... Uh... <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining us for Legends Look Back. Thanks to our incredible patrons for your support. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Carl Sander, Michael Fry, Raymond Bazinski on our Jedi High Council, as well as James T. Ashley Ingles, Colton Five, Chris Carrizo, Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command as well. Once your thoughts are on the show, our contact information can be found in the description. We're also live every other Tuesday night at 8.30 Central at YouTube.com slash at Utini Vault. Ring that bell if you haven't yet in order to get notified whenever we go live, as well as our friends over at the Cosmic Force. Remember to sub to the channel and leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice. We're on Twitter at Legends Look Back. Remember to keep the Uchini fan code. You force your positivity in the fandom. Until next week, may the Force be with you. This is a Uchini Broadcast. <laughs>